Hello and welcome to Snippets and Nuggets with your host, Black Pearl. Welcome to episode seven, Wolves in the Hen House. And today's episode will be an episode that may cause triggers. So if you are triggered by hearing of child trauma or child abuse, this may be an episode that you want to turn off or get a support person that can help you through this episode, through the content of this episode. If you are a child or know a child that has been abused, you can contact the Child Help Hotline at childhelphotline.org and you can call or text 1-800-422-4453. And with that being said, we just like to welcome you and thank you so much for joining us and thank you so very much for your support. We're being supported throughout many countries, a lot of Spanish speaking countries, gracias, gracias, Filipino speaking countries, salamat. We are very, very appreciative of you. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. I'm going to introduce to you two young ladies who are here with me today. We have Angel and Sarita. Hello, hello. Hello. And they're going to be here with me. You know, they're actually here with me and they've been with me forever. These are my my young ladies. Um, they're not little ones anymore, but they were once little ones and they were my chicks in my hen house. So before we get into their stories, because they do have their stories to share, but I'm going to share a little bit about my story. You know, I was a very um, flirty quote unquote fast tail little girl growing up um because I was always the one that was trying to perform or you know not even perform or be seen or be likable in the eyes of people so you know I was uh always what some people might say doing too much um with grown folks so you know um it's not a surprise to me looking back that I got into some of the troubles that I got into. Not that it was my fault because it wasn't. It was just a part of my personality, being bubbly, being always in the forefront or always trying to be a service to some adults. And I think sometimes predators can can see that and and hone in on that and your need to have that attention, right? So um, just to get right into the story, one of the times that the wolf was in the hen house in my life is that... um, It was one of my uncle's friends. He was 28 years old and I was 13 years old. Um, I saw his phone number in my uncle's wallet and I decided to steal it. So I decided to steal it because I thought it was cute. You know, so I said to my best friend, I'm going to make him my boyfriend. Isn't that something? 13 years old, I'm thinking of a boyfriend. I didn't consider age. I didn't consider anything. I just thought he was cute. So I called him one day, he had moved, and I said, I'm gonna come help you unpack. He thought that was cold word for, you know, I guess getting getting together with him. It was not, I really thought I was trying to go help him unpack. So I called him, he said, come on, let's go. And we went over and um, I went over to his house and um, instead of telling me really what he should have said was, listen, you need to, what he should have done is went to your uncle. That's yeah. what he should have done. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of talking to a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. At the first at at the first phone call, like, why are you calling me? Right. Right. Like, why are you calling me? He's known my family, by the way. This this guy's known my family forever. 
I'm 46. He's probably known my family over 50 years. He grew. Mm. He was in the neighborhood, and so, you know, it it was just crazy because I I called him and he didn't reach out to my uncle. He reached back and said, "Come through." Mm-hmm. So I went and got my snacks the next day. I'm going on my adventure to skip school. I had my double mint gum and my hot corn chips and all of, everything I thought you needed for a skip school. That is my first skip school. And he called me in the room to watch, uh, look at some pictures and listen to the radio. I'm like, why well, we can't listen to it out here? He said, no, I want you to go in my room. And I'll never forget sitting on the edge of the bed and feeling like I don't want him to think I'm a little girl. Mm-hmm. I was a little girl. Right. <laughs> but I didn't want him to think I was a little girl because now I found myself in this adult situation and and it happened. And unfortunately, he violated me that day. And not only did he take my virginity, he made me pregnant. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know I was pregnant right away. He asked me, was I on birth control pills? Of course, I said, yeah, trying to be grown. But as I was walking to middle school with my best friend, maybe two weeks later, I threw up by the bushes. And my friend said, oh, I think you're pregnant. And I said, really? My mom seen me walk across the floor one day, maybe about three months later, and says, Three months later. <laughs> Three months later. She didn't notice anything. No, didn't notice anything. Wow. Three months later, she saw me. This was 1989. Mm. She saw me walk across the floor. She said, you pregnant. I said, uh-uh. Mm. And I was. I was three months pregnant. And um, I told her it was some boy that um, we had. We made out and then got, he got me pregnant in the hallway of the school. I didn't know what to say. And so she was like, oh, my God. So I went to the clinic and, you know, I decided I, I, did, I wanted to end that pregnancy um, because I wanted to please my mom, really. I didn't know what any of this meant, y'all. I, I just wanted to end it, but I still didn't reveal who the father was. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, he's still coming to the house. Were still- you scared to reveal him? Yes, because I seen him partying and hanging out with my family like this was normal. You know what I mean? Like, he would party and hang out with them. And he knew you was pregnant. He he knew. I think he knew I was pregnant at the time. I don't even remember. But he, he would just be over there. And, um, mm-hmm. no, I don't. Actually, he did not know. Okay. Because I didn't even tell him. Right. Because I'm just discovering, really, that I'm pregnant. I'm, you know. And you nobody so, knew who, who the baby daddy was. Nobody knew. So, when my mom found out, she took me to the clinic. And, um, and that deed was done really affected me because the people were so very much mean to me and was telling me I I wasn't crying when this was happening to me when I was getting pregnant they were very evil very cold and here I was a 13 year old baby laying on this table looking at a jar on my side filled with my child Mm. and all I could think of is I'm not going to be in trouble after this is done but this wolf remained in the hen house because, see, my mom and my uncles and everybody, they didn't know that he was around here creeping on me. So it was something that went on for some time. It seemed like forever until I got to the place he had a cute little friend that was 19, closer to my age, but still old. For also, me this the, continued to happen. You guys hooking up. It continued to happen. He would come over with his uncle, who was a much older man, probably like about 60. 
and they would sit down and um and his friend at the time they would sit down and wait for him to do whatever he would have to do with me upstairs and i remember once his uncle commenting saying you know you ought to marry this one because she looks she keep house and she cook because i used to always cook and stuff for the house did they know your age oh yes remember these people are people who seen me who knew my mom when my mom was a child Mm. so you know they knew my age and and his uncle was just basically like you need to keep her she keeps clean house she can cook she this that yeah y'all ought to be together now this man knew (laughs) he knew he knew better and the one who was with me knew he knew better but it continued on so once once they did find out once my mom did find out well how did they find out well um I don't really remember. I think I just told my mom, and she was devastated, and she was going to put him in prison. Mm-hmm. And I told her, if you put him in prison, I'm running away. I'm leaving. And she didn't want me to run away. She Remember, too, my mom was young. She was a young mom. She was only like 28, 27 at that time, too. And so she told him, if you want to be with her, you need to take care of her and care for her and bring her money. And all these things. Now, do I think that was the right thing to do? Mm. No. At all. I, I, I don't. But I just don't think that my mom really knew how to handle it. Right? Like, this was her daughter threatening to run away, threatening to never speak to her again. And this was a family, a so-called family friend who had now violated. So how do you handle it when you find out the wolf has been in the hen house? Not only did he destroy me and, uh, and violate me, he's also now planted seed in me and then destroyed, really, what I would find out later, future. Future thinking, future esteem, all of that. And, you know, and it really broke down family. So at the end of the day, I did finally get free from him, but I did go through a series, a series of uh, other unfortunate relationships and and relationships with men much older and similar situations but i don't think anybody knew how to handle it have you had anybody close to your family who done something to you i have i have i've had i remember having flashbacks of somebody and i can't tell you who it is because i really don't remember but somebody in my family he would tickle me until i just couldn't take it anymore and I would cry and after he would tickle me so long he would touch me and fondle me and I believe even one day penetrated me because it felt like I left my body and I could see what was going on outside of my body and um, I was about five or six years old when that happened Um, so this happened prior to so the wolf was already in the hen house I believe that's a spirit he was already in the hen house anyway from a very young age and, you know, before my mom passed away, she shared with me some things and how she was um, violated as a child. So I believe this happens way more often than not. And sometimes in your yeah. own family, oftentimes in your own family. And so as an adult, you know, for, for my children, what I did to try to prevent this from happening is I just drilled my children every day. If somebody does this, if somebody does that. You know, you say something. Did somebody touch you? Did somebody touch you? You remember that? Mm-hmm. 
I would do that all the time obsessively. And I think to the point my I remember my oldest saying my oldest daughter saying, Ma, can you please stop? Okay, we know. We know, we know. And so, but I was just so afraid because it had happened to me. I knew it had happened to my mom before. And so I wanted to prevent it from happening to my children by doing the line of questioning. But ultimately that didn't work because something did happen. And it happened to my daughter as I let a wolf in. I let uh, a husband that I married, uh, my second husband, I married him. I thought he was a good guy. He seemed protective. He seemed, but now that I know what I know, he was overly protective and that was not healthy. Um, And so I'm gonna let her tell you a little bit about what happened to her. Go ahead. So what, what, what happened in your situation? And it's a little, it's a little difficult. I understand it's a little difficult. So, this person, how old were you when this happened to you? Um, nine, around eight, nine. Eight or nine years old. Yep. And this person had come into our life. Were you nine when when he came into our life? No, I think I was younger. Okay. Maybe yeah. about seven. Oh, yeah, I don't remember when yeah. he came in, but he was around long enough. Yeah, so he had been around a little bit of time, and I trusted him. And see, I'm going to let you know how I let him in. And with and ladies and moms, I want you to know, you better be careful. When you're trying to connect with somebody, and you're feeling... And I was 25 when we um, started dating. And I thought that all he need, I needed to do was, quote-unquote, know him for a couple years, and then I can marry him, and everything was going to be fine. He seemed fine, right? But I was so anxious of of to have this family, this this father figure and this husband in my life that I did not get to know who he was because come to find out he had been molested himself. So anyway, I let him in and I was a working mom and he could see that I would be out often, you know, at night working, mm-hmm. trying to provide for the family. And then on other days when I wasn't at work, I had to go do laundry and all these things. And that's when I believe he took advantage. Yep. Yeah. So you were about nine years old. Did this happen to you more than once or just Yeah, a couple times. This happened a couple times at, at the age of nine. So and, to rem- and remember, just because I was asking her every day, did somebody touch you? Did somebody violate you? It didn't mean that she was going to tell me because she didn't. She didn't. So what? So this happened a couple times. You were nine years old the first time it happened. Were you still the same age the second time it happened? It happened within a year. So, I so we went to Louisiana when I was nine, right? Yeah. So I was eight. So you were eight when it actually. So happened. the truth came out when I was nine. Mm-hmm. So it happened, you know, off and on. So I was eight. Yeah, I was eight going into nine. So maybe a. Maybe about six months, I'm going to say, if I can remember. Mm-hmm. About six months, and then I was turning nine, went to Louisiana. And, Do um, you remember where I was when this was happening? Laundry. Like, you would take the boys with you to help you do laundry, and laundry like an all-day thing. So, it took hours. And it'd be late, late at night sometimes. So, 
he did it then and then um if he was at work did it then yeah so while i was at work while i was at home or while i was at work or while i was doing laundry ladies do not allow any man to lay up in your house and lay up on you while you go to work while you take care of the home and leave him there tending to your children it's a no it's a no and then you may be thinking especially going through and i see my daughters when they only have one child i have five children at the time it's a struggle and it feels like such a relief when somebody says hey i'm gonna give you a hand yeah i'm gonna help you out but you better know they may have an intention yeah because nobody it's something everybody wants something right so he was i was really actually taking care of him too Mm -hmm. and he was having his way with my child so this happened and it came out when they went to louisiana and what happened how did how did this uh come about with going to louisiana um my auntie was just um talking to me she was like you know i had dreams that you know you was in touch or whatever i think she asked me was my brothers i'm like no and she's like, well, anybody touch you? I was hesitant to tell her at first, but then I told her the truth. And um, she called my mom with you, and we flew out there. And I flew we out talked. The, the next day. Yeah. The next day I flew out. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. And when I was there, I was telling you, yeah, like, I was telling you the same thing that I was told my auntie and the therapist. They also had took me to um, a social worker. To talk about it too, when I was in Louisiana. Who took you to a social worker? Because I didn't. My grandma you. and my auntie. Okay. And um, so yeah, so then I was telling you same same thing I told them, and so I remember getting on the bus and we was just talking one on one, and he was like, you know, if this isn't true, you shouldn't lie. Are you making this up? I kept saying, no, no, I'm not making this up. And then um, he was like, okay, well, we about to go talk to him and figure this out. And I got scared. The, mm. the thought of having to say this in front of his face, too. And so I changed my story. So then she changed the story. And, and I should know, too, that she, they also said my baby daughter was also touched. And they said my middle daughter was touched. And both of them, what made me question it is because when I asked you, what did you say? no you said no it never happened to you but that they the baby daughter and the middle daughter had also said to them before i got there it did happen but when i got there they both told me no sarita and and my other daughter said no it did not happen so now i'm confused so i'm a young mom i'm confused i don't know because now they've changed their story and I didn't know really honestly what to believe. So I contacted their dad and said to their dad, I'm not sure that I'm getting the truth. Somebody's not telling me the truth. I need you to take them because I want them to feel comfortable because I was aware that they might be afraid to say this in front of my ex. So I didn't want them to see my ex right away. I wanted them to see their dad first. And so that's the first place you guys went. Well, yeah. My dad wasn't in my life like that. So when he, he was hurt. So when he approached the situation, he was like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to do this. And I was just thinking like, I don't want him to go to jail. And I don't want 
you know, my I didn't want my dad to go to jail for killing somebody, mm. and I didn't want a bunch of crazy stuff to happen because my dad, when he approached me about it, it, was in anger and rage. Really? Now this is the first this is the first time I've heard this. So I did what I didn't know is that now since I'm thinking. And, and but guys, all, yeah, at the same time, he was like, "But you need to just tell me I'm here for you." But it was all—it was a mix of but you still anger didn't get, and rage. Yeah, yeah. Even though he was saying, "I'm here for you," and I think he—I think all of us was feeling so many because who expects this, right? So all of us didn't know how to handle it, and so this is not no knock on your dad either. He was angry mm-hmm. as a father, but and I wasn't thinking that was going to be his response. I'm thinking he going to help get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And um, not realizing he may be upset when talking to you too, so I'm thinking, well, if something really happened, they're gonna tell their dad because now they're not around me. Da da da. But then you said your dad was angry, mm-hmm. and he was saying he was gonna kill him. So, yep. which further made you clam up yep. and change your story. Yep. So then your story got locked up. Then mm-hmm. for now, a total of about how many years? Until I was fifteen. Yeah, she was 15 years old. And so after the incident in Louisiana, was there a breakup with you guys? Or did he continue, like, he continued to stay around? Well, after the, uh, initially, that day, it was a breakup. Immediately, when mm-hmm. I flew out. I said, no, I, I'm done with you. I need to go figure out what's going on with my child. I flew to Louisiana. When I was getting the conflicted stories, and I said I, I didn't know, and then... Everybody said, no, it didn't happen. And they put it on the pressure, you know, from my family. It was put on that my family pressured them to say Is that it. when you let him back in? And that's when I let him back in. Because it wasn't that far-fetched for me to believe. Because I had experienced some betrayal um, in the past. So it wasn't far-fetched for me to believe that somebody forced them or coerced them to say this story. And they were promised like a mansion and all this kind of different stuff per them. And I, I just, did, I honestly didn't know what to believe. Um, so I was getting all kind of different stories. And so unfortunately, I let him stay after the recanting of the story. But I really wish that I would have just, just because it was ever a question, I wish I would have just shut him out. I really do. But I did not. And so um, everything seemed fine. Actually, we it was a breakup. And before we I let him back into my life, I did revisit the question because I think I never was settled on no it didn't happen something just kept egging me like I don't know that that didn't happen were you more like scared to like let him alone with us like were you more cautious uh, or was um, there still like I definitely was more cautious I, I was definitely more cautious and I'm pretty sure he was too because he knew what he had done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he knew what he had done and he knew that he had almost been caught so um, I think he had backed off. Cause had he touched you after that? No. And had you, and you said he never touched you. Right. So, you know, so after that, it was just like, well, you know, he ain't doing nothing. But we had broken up, and I decided to go back to him and I asked the question again: Did he really do that? Because I wanted to know before I let him back in my life. Because I think in my soul, I knew he wasn't right. Um, and again. You know, my, my daughter said no. She said no. She just kept to that. And why did you say no at that time? Do you remember? Just, it was years ago. And I'm like, well, it's been this long. I might as well just, you know, just 
continue not to say nothing, keep living my life. Um, me and him didn't get along ever. It was always confident but his and but he knew why. And um yeah, I never liked them. So you didn't think did you ever did it ever occur to you in your head like if I tell mama this this time maybe she might not get back with them or did she, did you feel like or like you said like hey well it's been this long I'm just gonna roll with it yep that's how I feel did you do that for my protection or for my happiness or why did you what was you thinking was you like did I, you I was just saying it was no it was no use okay yeah it just felt pointless so needless to say I got back with this guy and then maybe two weeks was it like two weeks into it two weeks into him coming back i think maybe two weeks to a month it wasn't long after he came back he pissed her off he did something to really he upset was just, her he was just being so evil and mean and just just the nasty person i'm like you you act like this you do this and you try to hurt people but you are you a real life demon and you know what you did to me Mm-hmm. And I just got frustrated, like, no, you need, people need to know, like, you did this to me when I was nine, and I only changed my story because I was scared. Mm-hmm. And that, let that be a lesson, too. If you, if your child is telling you something, and if, if, even if they do change their story, and even if, because it is cases where children make up something, mm-hmm. and it's not true. But what I would say to that is just to err on the side of caution, just get out of that relationship, get out of that situation. Because even if they didn't do that, it's something wrong with that person's spirit, right? I would think. I mean, it could be your child, but I think if a person can't get along with your child, really they should. I mean, he says the law, you need to get out with 16, like, huh? This is a year later, you know, after y'all got remarried. After I said, well, yeah, you did it. You know, I think it was a couple days before your wedding. Y'all was about to get remarried? No, it was two? after. It was after we got married. No. It, it was, was after. It was after? Yes, it was. It was after. Okay. Well, after they got married, again, told the truth. And, um, but the way that the yeah. truth came out was also very much confusing because I think the words were and correct me if I'm wrong that's why I'm going to tell my mama that you did actually violate me you know and so it made it seem like now this is what it seems like I'm a teenager being nasty and I'm lashing out that was not the case she was lashing out because she was tired of holding it in but to me, yeah. it seemed like she, from her statement of that's, oh, since you upset me, that's why I'm going to ruin your life. No. And so I'm just saying from my perspective, yeah. that is that is not the case. But from my perspective, I just couldn't understand. I'm just like, well, all this time, why didn't you say that now that you're mad at him? And my question was. But that, well, was, that wasn't my first time being mad at him. Either. That was my first time being irritated. I'm just tired of years and years and years of somebody being evil, nasty, mean. You ruined my life. Yeah. And, and it wasn't her first time. But this, this was just the time for her. And this is what I couldn't understand through the trauma. That this was just the time for her to explode. So, you know, I, and I just didn't understand that. And uh, because she had been traumatized so so young, it made her a very difficult child. I can't forget that part. It made her very difficult. She did a lot of lying. 
a lot of manipulative things. And so all of that played into it. And I think the predator, what do they do? They know that. Mm-hmm. My daddy wasn't there. Her dad wasn't there. He would often pick on her about her dad too, I think. Yeah. He would say negative things about her dad. And so I'm thinking she just hate him because he was immature and he was not good to her. And to me, personally looking back on it, I should have cut him off even with that. You know, if I had the mind that I have now or the mind that I got, you know, as time went on, no, you're not going to talk crazy and and agonize or antagonize my child. So, um, but he did. He did. And, and I just felt like that time when he, when she was 15, it, he went too far and she wanted to pay him back. But really she wanted to release and get free from mm-hmm. him. So this when you went on with the marriage, like after the whole... After, after this happened, um, I honestly did not believe her. I did not believe her at that time because I felt that she was just being mad at him. Because I felt like if this really happened, Sarita and, and my other daughter would have said so. You would have been said this. I would. Why are you doing this? Now I felt like she was just so mad at him. She was letting her anger overtake. Now remember, because she was traumatized so early, she was doing a lot of stuff all the time. So it was like, I guess you could call her the black sheep. You know, she became like the black sheep, quote unquote. And so he knew that and he played on it. And um, it went on some years later until after he and I were done and divorced. I just what had. What year did you? Oh, I was 18. I had a conversation 18? with her. You were 18 when I had yeah. this conversation with you? When you guys got divorced. When we got divorced. Oh, well, when we got, oh, yeah. We got divorced. You were 18. And, and what made you divorce him? Yeah, what led to the divorce? The continual accusations that he didn't get along? Or was it? It was all of that. He wasn't. I had become pregnant, like, for the third time for him. And none of those pregnancies survived. But I become pregnant, and he wasn't there for me. He wasn't there for for y'all. And I just looked at him and I said, you are not my husband. He was not my husband in my eyes anymore because I couldn't see a husband, a provider, not being there like he should have been while I was down with his child. So, and and I wish this revelation would have popped up my head years earlier. He was never my husband. He was never my husband. He was somebody who I made to be my husband because that's what I wanted a husband so bad. And I wanted to prove that I was good enough to have a husband that everybody didn't think I was going to have. So that, and that goes on to a whole lot of other stuff of even with me being abused, you know what I mean? And, and being told, Oh, he looked like this. He like, you can't have him. And me trying to prove, Oh no, I can have anybody I want. So just proving I can have this person. Y'all ain't doing nothing. Look what I can do. I allowed this demon, for lack of a better term, to come into my house and I was blinded by my own desire to have this quote unquote family when really not only did he just And then like then when I said something when I was fifteen, his reaction was like, Oh, you deserve a Grammy, a round of applause and just real just kind laughing. Yeah, and I um, feel like I'm saying that I, I, I feel some type of way. I'm like, you should believe me because. Okay. 
right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry that I did not, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't. I'm thinking, she's really putting on. I believe what I thought made sense. And I, when I say I regret that, I really regret that. And I love you so much. And it really strained our relationship because I didn't believe you. Because he did. And that's exactly what he did. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you really putting on. And all I'm thinking, and because she was so emotional and just being angry, which she should have been, all I'm thinking is, why are you doing this? Why are you performing? I'm hearing and heeding to his words. Oh, she's putting on. And it, it just wasn't true. It wasn't true. And so, again, you got to pay attention. Mm -hmm. To me, a person that's innocent of that, okay? You don't make a mockery and laughing when a person is saying this is something that you've done to them. To me, that's not nothing to laugh about. Yeah. That's something to be like, oh, hold on. That What you're not going to do is that because I didn't do that. If that was true, not make a laughing mockery of it. Um, you can become blinded by your own ambition. My own ambition was to keep a family together that really wasn't even a family. Yeah. Like He wasn't a part, as I end up seeing later when she turned 18, he wasn't even my husband. He wasn't a dad or step-up dad or no kind of figure for them. He was a user. He was a person who came in to take from, and I couldn't see that for what I wanted. I wanted him to be that good, protective guy, and he wasn't. So when it when she turned 18, we finally got rid of him. Um, he finally left, and I think it was it took. Uh, I think she was maybe 22, 21, or 22. And I had a conversation with her again regarding it. Now, at this point, she had stopped saying, no, he didn't do it. She had kept to the story that he did do it. Yeah, um, I said the truth at 15. At, at, at 15 on, she continued to say the same thing. I admittedly continued to struggle with that answer because I couldn't understand why it took so long. It took me, I had a friend I was close to, um, and, I, and the same thing happened to her. And I was telling her the story and I was like, you know, I want to talk to my daughter again about what happened. I hate to keep bringing this stuff up, but I just, you know, I just want to know why she, you know, lied about it. And there was some other lies that went along with it that made me feel like she was lying on him. Like, um, it, it could have come from you or come from other sources, but they said that when she was when you were no, when you were younger. Listen, what? They said that the people told me that you said that I was there and I saw it and I knew this was happening. No. But I'm just telling yeah. you that's what it was said to me. And which I knew that part was so a lie. So listening to all these outside so sources to, yes. and everyone else's opinions just... It made it confusing, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I know she lying on me on that. And then I was hearing that she was saying this to different people. But really, you got to understand and what I understand. Jeez. After, she was just hurting and reaching out. And I had never said that to and, anyone. And people distorted things and made it be 
I guess trying to make, and maybe their intention, and I'm going to even say this for them, maybe their intention was trying to make me really, really believe it. I don't know. But always tell the truth. I don't care how crazy the truth sounds. I don't care. Don't add anything to it. Don't take anything from it. Just say your truth. Because if this happened to you, it happened to you. And there's nothing nobody can say to, to change that. And, you know, predators would probably make the victim feel like, well, it's their fault, too. They they was okay with it. They liked it. Yep. Like, yep. That's true. No. And, and that's not right. And the predators do do that. Mm-hmm. And another thing he played on is my family issues. So if I can take and say, you know they don't like me, this, that, look, she's saying this about me, she just like me, this, that, or whatever, then it's just making me feel like every it's them against us now, right? So anyway, he had been long gone, and we had a discussion, and I asked my daughter, I said, hey, you know, I just want to talk to you about this. I know, I think we was at my cousin's house, and um, I said, did this really happen to you for real? I said, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you don't have to make up nothing. If, even if you lied and whatever, I just wanted to have a final resolute. And she looked at me and she said, Ma, it really did happen. I don't have any reason to lie. And for whatever reason, it just resonated with me at that moment as true. Maybe I was ready to receive it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was ready to accept that this was really true. And I felt like, I felt like after all these years, it had been like maybe another nine or 10 years since she had said he did do it, that I think if she had lied at this point, she would tell the truth. I think he was about to have a baby. I think he was either pregnant and I'm like, she mm-hmm. mature now or right before. Something like that. Years, I think 21 was 21. Was Prince house 24. Okay. So, but anyway, when she told me that that time, you know, I never wanted to to speak to this person again. Um, I felt like I, I completely believed her, like 100%. It wasn't any doubt. I felt like it was so much time passed. She wouldn't keep up a lie. And all those other lies. Oh, another thing that helped me was my friend at the time, she was like, Pearl, I did the same thing. I said, really? She said, my uncle, he touched me. I said it when I was young. And then I changed my story. And she said, and then I kept my story changed and he pissed me off one day and I said it and it made it look like I was saying it just to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And she said, and I was. She said, but that didn't change it. It was true. And when she said that, now she wasn't connected to this in any way. She didn't have nothing to gain from keeping up a story, you know, to add into a story. I just never heard nobody say, I lied. I held it and I pulled out my gun with that ammunition of truth on him at the time when, yeah, he did piss me off because to me that didn't make sense. And I was telling her that she said, well, it makes sense to me. And she went on to tell me her story. And I think that really helped to open me up to, wow, that is probably how she was thinking. She probably held it. And when he pulled that final straw, she let it, let it go. But now, since then, we don't um, communicate with him at all. Um, even afterwards, she had had communication or spoken to him before, and I, I, I seen him somewhere. She seen him. She spoke to him. So she she did forgive him. Yeah. And I believe I don't know if she forgave me for not believing or not knowing or not understanding. Yeah, I, for, I forgave you. I forgave the situation. I forgave him. 
a long time ago. I think maybe when I was 18, I think I fully forgave the whole um, situation. The whole situation. And y'all, that was a hard situation because I felt like it was really, it rifted my family. It rifted my relationship with my child. It rifted my trust in any man. I don't think, actually, not since I haven't had a man in my life or like, as far as like over my children or nothing like that since. That struck me down because I couldn't believe the mama who always questioned, the mama who always asked, the mama who this had happened to, now this had happened to her children. And it only did not only happen by a man, other parties tried to creep in and influence my youngest daughter. Tell them a little bit about your story. Well, it's, you know, the predators aren't always men at all. And people, you know, it's always, I don't know. It's women as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be your friends, your, one of your best friends or girlfriends, whatever. It's girls. So, um, a family member, um, she had a girlfriend. We were staying with her at the time. Um, my mom wasn't really around. She was working. You know, I was in middle school, like eighth grade. No, like seventh grade. But um, you were staying with her. Meaning what? Like you were at her house yeah. visiting? No, we um, we were actually staying with her. Like the the family member. No. Oh, you were staying in in Atlanta. It was in Detroit. Oh, on the east side. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the east side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were all staying there uh, for the moment. Um, we were moving but um so this family member she had a girlfriend um she'll have people there but um so the well she didn't you know rape me or we can't say anything oh we can't say rape i apologize but um we, we were talking and she asked me have you ever kissed a girl? I'm like, no. Like, what? What are you talking about? And she said, can I be your first kiss? I automatically said no. And this woman was about what? 30? 30. 30. And how old were you? Um, seventh grade, what, 13? Yeah. 13. So, mm-hmm. like, no. I, I knew, you know, that's what I was, I wasn't interested in that or... It was just gross. Like, this older woman, it, it like, no. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, I was not going to be victim. She knew what she was doing. Um, I was bullied. You know, I was very to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she saw you, and that's another, the, another attribute of the wolf. He'll see that lamb off to his side. Or that fox, see that lingering little chick off to the side by their cell, and that's the one they choose to attack. That's the one they choose to prey upon. So she knew that I was at work. She knew that Sarita was lonely and all by herself in her own little world. And she thought she would take advantage and try to get her involved in a lesbian relationship. But she didn't fall for it thankfully and probably do you think seeing angel go through any of the things that she went through that that alerted you or did you just feel what made you say no to this person what made me say no um 
it's just I didn't like that. I didn't want to kiss a woman and then mm-hmm. a older woman. Um, yeah, prob most likely, you know, seeing what we've been through, but I, I I knew better. And did I tell? No, not at all. I just found this out when. Like yesterday? Like yesterday when we were talking on a topic um, we were going to be speaking on today. But, um, I and I believe, you know, um, the family member, she was in the house at this time that this was happening. You know, I just brushed it off. I said no, left it at that. You know, I didn't, I probably didn't even want, I didn't want any trouble, you know, but I knew to stay away from her, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So rather you felt like saying something would have caused trouble yeah. and drama. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. So what? And you were interesting. You were the same age I was when it really happened to me. Like I had other things that happened to me, but like the time that I was impregnated by that older man, you were thirteen. Mm-hmm. I was thirteen. He was about 30. She was about 30. Mm -hmm. So you start seeing how this spirit just can creep in and mirror and try to take over and try to destroy your family. And you have to be wise. You have to be careful. Mothers, fathers, you cannot be so consumed and trying to make a life for yourself. Once you have children, it's about taking care of them and making sure that they are safe. Regardless of what you want to see happen regardless to whatever and you have to believe your babies i wish i had believed my baby i wish i would have closed the hen house and put the wolf away why did i have this person over my child why did i have these people or even taking my children to the wolf den why we do it though for what sake convenience sake because we tired sake because we need a break sake I didn't need a break. I needed to work because we need to work. And fathers, be there for your children. Because mm-hmm. see, if your father was there, you would have a safe place to be. Even if you you can't stay married to the person or stay with that person, be a support. Because you don't want to let these evil influences come in and be able to take over and destroy your children. Thank God that we were able to make it through that. Mm-hmm. And we were able to rebuild our relationship. And, and she was able to understand what I'm going through or where I'm at with it. They both have children themselves now. So how would that affect you and how you allow people to interact with your children? I go crazy. But I try to, like, especially when he was first born and younger, I kept him away from people. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let him go nowhere. And um, only two people, really, his dad and... One of his, um, two of his great aunties mm-hmm. that I, you know, but <laughs> I don't, I don't have any dudes around him, so I don't like if I even consider dating someone, I wouldn't bring them around my son until I knew them for a while, and then slowly but surely introduce. But I haven't even took it there yet, so. Mm-hmm. Um, even with having a boy, you gotta be cautious of men and women. Yes. Yeah. Because my ex, he was um, molested by his uncle's big mama. So, and he was only, I think he was. He said eight. Eight. Yep. We had this conversation yeah. today. He said he was eight years old and he didn't want to eat his broccoli. 
So she told him go in the room and sit there and came in and and and, and violated him. Wow, that's crazy. And my ex actually, um, he was about, I think around eight, nine, ten, and his auntie, his mother's, his mother's sister, you know, um, she didn't do anything to him, but she let him and another young girl sit in a room together while while she sat there. So yeah, and um, let them do things together. So which is also yeah violation it is it's also a violation and these people should be jailed mm-hmm. and we got so many stories we could tell about uh people who have been allowed to do this and i know you know it's hard it's a hard pill to swallow especially as a parent i can speak from my perspective as a parent to know that this was allowed to happen in your home and you feel responsible but do not allow that to keep you from taking action. Do not allow that shame to keep you from going forward because at the end of the day, you didn't do this to your child. It is your job to protect your child. Maybe you were blindsided, maybe whatever the case may be, but don't allow this to keep you from speaking out and from seeing the truth. Because yeah, people will try to blame you or people will try to put guilt on you, but the guilty party is the predator. The guilty party is the predator. Say that to yourself. The guilty party is the predator. The child is not at fault. The mother or the father that this happened to, they are not at fault. Unless they were actively involved, like that one auntie was allowing children to do that to each other. The predator is at fault. So we have to remember that. And most importantly, protect your children. Protect their hearts. Protect your spirits because that's what the enemy comes to destroy your spirits so i hope us sharing and being so vulnerable today has really helped somebody and i hope that this will have you to take better inventory of who you allow in your life it is not that serious ladies to be in a relationship it is not that serious ladies to get a break from being a parent you better monitor who you take your children too and you better monitor who you allow in your children's homes keep the wolves out of the hen house this has been snippets and nuggets be well